Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood. And my name is Buddy Wood. And last episode, I told the story of, of the Catholic lady and how much those people blessed me. You know, and God just keeping me on the right path, loving all people and not being prejudiced against people because of their religious backgrounds. Then we discussed how humans seem to love to offer up something to God and how Jeremiah clearly writes that those actions come from the evil imaginations of the heart. And this is episode 17, entitled, The Religion, and coincides with chapter 11 in the book, Remnants of Ur. I just want to say that there's probably some of you who are not a huge fan of all the history, but I felt that it was very important, especially as I was writing the book, to really lay the foundation of the culture and the history. So when we talk about the ministry of Christ, it will really help to clarify what he was talking about. And we also want to stress that we're not coming against the Christian people or the Jewish people. The message we bring is against that spirit of religion, that spirit that, that murdered the prophets and, and murdered Christ himself. And that's the case today. You know, that's what I had talked about when carrying the cross, that the cross was like a sword. It separated those who truly love our Lord from those who are simply playing religious games. And so that spirit of religion, that's the enemy, the spirit of religion that murdered the prophets and our Savior. And unfortunately, it is often embraced by spiritual leaders today. Yeah. So back to our studies. Despite the strong cultural influences of his homeland, Abram was able to walk away from the priest-driven, highly religious society of Ur. So now let's fast forward 2,000 years to the time of Christ. Abraham's descendants are enmeshed in a priest-driven, highly religious society that is nothing like the spiritual walk Abraham had taken with God. Just like we have discussed while examining the Old Testament— Many of the key players of the famous stories in the Bible cannot be verified as ever having existed. And some argue that the same is true for Jesus, and that he never existed. There are websites and forums dedicated to the subject, and thank goodness for scholars. Having gotten a master's degree for Vanderbilt, I know the stringent search for truth within the academic world and Christians should be doing the same, ultimately seeking for what is the truth. Indeed, indeed. Thanks to the work of Bart D. Ehrman, who wrote the book, Did Jesus Exist? He lets us know that there is substantial evidence that a Jewish spiritual teacher in the first century was crucified by Pontius Pilate. 
Like Professor Ehrman says, there are many conspiracy theorists who love to try to prove that Jesus never existed. I get it. They most likely relate Jesus to the Christian church and loathe the hypocrisy. I honestly do get it. Even Gandhi said, I like their Christ, but I don't like the Christian. They act nothing like their Christ. Interestingly, Professor Ehrman used to be a fundamental Christian and is now an agnostic. However, being a scholar, he presents a look at the data in an unbiased way, and after his thorough review, it is certainly evident that Jesus did exist. So let's take a look at the religion of the first century, Jewish Palestine. We already know that they practiced a religion that is based upon the laws of Moses. And just like the politics of today, there were different schools of thought separating the religious leaders. There were three main groups, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Essenes. There were also the scribes, who were the actual lawyers of the day. They had to know the laws of Moses thoroughly as they drew up the land deeds and the marriage decrees, etc. In the Gospels, we see Christ verbally sparring with all the above groups except the Essenes. They are the group that separated themselves in isolated communities in order to preserve the pureness of their religion. So let's compare the Jewish religion of the first century to the religion of Ur that occurred 2,000 years earlier. They each had a temple. Although the Jewish temple was constructed on a single level, an aerial view looks just like a flattened ziggurat of Ur. The Jewish temple had an innermost sanctuary called the Holy of Holies, where the Golden Ark of the Covenant resided, and it was thought to house the very Spirit of God. The ziggurat of Ur had a holy sanctuary as well, and was placed on the top level of the temple in order to be closest to God, as it was believed that the main god Anu resided in the heavens. Ur's holy sanctuary housed the golden idol of the moon god, which was believed to be inhabited by the god's spirit. Both religions were based upon a priestly hierarchy in which a man was necessary to connect a human with God. Both religions performed blood sacrifice in their temples, and that ritual was a major element of each religion. In addition, both sets of clergies lived off the contributions of the congregations. During the first century, Rome was in control of Israel. The Jewish people were probably a well-disciplined group because of the rigorous laws of Moses, and that is most likely why polytheistic Rome allowed the Jewish people to continue practicing their temple religion. In fact, Rome allowed the expansion and completion of the Second Temple, the temple that was built after the children of Israel returned from captivity in Babylon. Before the turn of this century, Rome had appointed Herod the Great, to be king of Judah. Although Herod was of Arab descent, he was a practicing Jew, and it was Herod who is credited with making the temple majestic. At the beginning of the first century when Herod the Great passed, his son Herod Antipas took over as king of Judah. Rome was also gracious to the Jewish people in that they allowed Caiaphas, the high priest, to manage the ordinary business in Jerusalem where the temple was located. 
Of course, all was overseen by the watchful eye of Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of the region. So here we have the team. There's Pilate, Herod, and Caiaphas. It was this group of men who would eventually execute the spiritual teacher who threatened their religion by opposing the laws of Moses. In our next episode, we're going to touch on the Gospels. And after we have finished a review of the book, Remnants of Ur, we will do a thorough study of each story from the Gospels. We want to reveal what God has shown us about what Christ was talking about. Those words have been lost in the Christian church, because if you really think about it, the modern Christian church is based on the teachings of Paul, more so than the teachings of Christ. That's so true. And as Isaiah had said, he said, He was cut off from the land of the living, and who will declare his generation? And that's what we're here to do. Yeah, we will. And we want to encourage everyone who hears us and says, Oh my gosh, this is right. You too can declare the generation of Christ that was cut off. That's right. 2,000 years ago. Just listen, follow, and do whatever the Lord tells you to do. That's That's, right. That's the generation. That was Christ's message of the kingdom of God is here and it's now. Before we end this episode, I just want to leave you with some food for thought. We've compared the Jewish religion with the religion of Ur, and now I want to compare the Christian religion with the ancient religion that was practiced 4,000 years ago. They had a place of worship called a temple, and today we call the places of worship churches. They had a chief priest who received words from the gods and relayed them to the people. The same happens today. Our pastors deliver the words of God to their congregations. Ur's religion was based upon blood sacrifice, and today the foundation of Christianity is the blood sacrifice of Christ. The clergy 4,000 years ago not only survived, but became very wealthy because of the contributions of the congregations In many churches today, the same thing is happening. That is so true. You know, there's a a lot of you pastors out there, you know, I know you're just struggling to get by. You're barely making it. Barely keep the church doors open. I understand that. My hat's off to you for the hard work you're doing, and you're trying your best to, to serve our Lord and to spread His message of love and acceptance. But... I want to say something to those who are striving to get rich and consider this a business. It's not a business. And interestingly, Christ did not have an extravagant lifestyle. Matter of fact, the Bible said that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he spent his time ministering to the poor. And if he had a place to sleep, it was a friend of theirs. He stayed with those who loved him, and they opened up their homes to him. And that's where Christ slept. And so our question would be is to the pastors of the world, shouldn't our Lord be your example of how to structure your ministries? That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover 
at gmail.com.